0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Today is Friday, July 29th. And this afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles held their second training camp practice open to the media. Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who I think we can all agree is under a ton of pressure going into this season, he did speak with the Philly media and is at the podium with the presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Pervet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Leading Green Nation. Jonathan Gannon was asked about what safety Jaquisky Tart adds to the defense. He was asked how the coaches really expect to fit everything in in training camp with such short practices and some limited days, you know, time off. Also, he was asked about the value of having veterans to bridge the gap from coaches to younger players. Take a listen.
2: How unique is it they both came kind of like two years apart in the early part of the decade um, what you, you know have you ever seen anything like that teammates that have stayed together that long of a period and have had that kind of a success?
3: I have not. You know in the in the NFL today, you know, I think they pers- purposely set it up so where you don't have that. And um, it's a very unique thing and and how he's done a great job to keep those two to draft both of those guys. And they've obviously played at a you know very high level for a long time and keep them eagles. And I'm glad they're both Eagles. John,
0: a player like Hassan Reddick, how do you balance like the maybe desire to have him drop back since he's done it versus just having him go after the quarterback?
3: Yeah, good question. You know, that's that's what I love about camp. We're in the process of figuring those things out with not just Hassan, but everybody. So, you know, it's a it's a process that we take that, hey, let's kind of see what we like, what we don't. This is what this guy's good at, what he's comfortable at, what we need him to do, what looks good, what doesn't, what we want to add, what we want to throw away. And um, it's just – it's all a process and getting better every day.
2: A lot of guys – Chakwaski Tark, first time we've talked to you since you guys brought him in. What does he kind of add to the defense?
3: Yeah, good question, John. Good addition by by Howie. You know, he's – you know, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. What I look for in the safety position, he has that. And uh, he's played at a high level in San Francisco. He's smart, tough. He can tackle. Uh, he's a great communicator and looking to see what he can do out there and how he integrates with with our scheme and our other players. What
2: are your expectations for Jordan Davis in terms of being a 1-2 a three
3: down player as a rookie. Uh, no expectation for me right now. I'm. I like to see him play and practice and see what he can do. It's just like everybody else, you know, how he fits in with the other guys that he's in there with and what he does well. We got to put him in those situations so he can be successful.
2: on In what situations would it be advantageous for him to drop the cover just close just just going to
3: He's a really good cover guy. So it's sometimes that's a matchup-driven thing. And um, he knows that when he would be dropping, like all our overhang players, there's a reason why we do that. And, uh, you know, flexibility within the defense. uh, It can, you know, depending on what the offense does, that's the kind of spacing we want to play. And um, it helps his teammates win some one-on-one battles. So, um, you know, that's a process with all those guys that we're figuring out right now.
2: J.G., there's a lot of whining going on about the short – practices, whining. whether it's whining, whether it's this WIP, whether it's the fans, how does a coach uh, get everything in that you need to get in and camp? Uh, I, first of all, let me say this.
3: I, You know, I don't know any narratives out there, but because I don't really pay attention to that. But I think the head coach's schedule for what he has set up this training camp is phenomenal and I'm in love with it. And um, You know, we talked about it. Hey, here's what we're going to do. You know, it's, it's not just a day by day thing. I think, you know, sometimes you can look at, oh, they're all on the field for a buck 15. Well, we have, you know, 30 some odd days, you know, you don't see the walkthroughs and the hours of meetings that these guys go through and the film study and the film session. So, uh, our guys will be ready to go with this schedule, and I actually think they'll be more ready to go this year.
2: So you don't feel at the end of this that there's anything? Gee, I wish we could have done that at that camp. Not at all. At all. Uh, you
3: know everything that what you know why we drafted the player. He's 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 that you know he's smart, has high football character, he can play multiple positions, and we think he's going to be a playmaker. So. You know, just getting him integrated with our scheme, playing with different people, getting comfortable with what we ask him to do uh, from a communication standpoint and a physical standpoint. And um, we'll see where it goes. I, it I feel
2: like a Chris <laughs> and these guys. How do you assess the team last year? How do you feel it was? And how do you feel if you're able to give guys <laughs> based <laughs> upon their first year in the scheme? And what kind of emphasis are you playing, placing on
3: that in this game? Yeah, very good question, Jeff. That's actually, you know, a head coach talks to the defense a lot. And, uh, hey, Meryl, And, um, you know, that's one of the talks he's going to have with our defense is about disguise and the value of it and the stress that that puts on a quarterback. So I think that we got into some things last year that was good, um, some things that we have adjusted since. You know, hey, we need to make this look a little more similar to this. Uh, So on and so forth. But our guys know the value of that. And that's, you know, that's not just like one or two guys. That's all 11. And really the guys standing on their feet, you know, they all blend together. It's not just one guy. And everyone talks about Harrison Smith in Minnesota. Like, wow, he's this ultimate disguise guy. Well, it's because Anthony Barr and, and Eric Kendricks and Anderson Dejo make it look like something too. So all those guys fit together, disguises everybody on the defense blending in together. That, it all works. They all work hand in hand. So we're looking. We're, that's a step that we have to take. That's a really good question, Imagine
2: Jeff. At corner, corner where you have like, more guys than reps to go around, uh, how much do you have to think through what that role take like in practice and how tough is it to get a, a, a true evaluation on all of those guys? Yeah,
3: I think over the course. Good question. but I, Over the course of camp, there's enough reps to go around. Um, And our guys will get a good evaluation of the type of players that they are, how comfortable they are playing, you know, with each other and and on their own, too. But um, they're going to get enough reps where we can say, hey, we feel really good about this and we're comfortable with these guys playing and and uh, looking forward to really the competition with those guys. And and that's what I talk to our guys about all the time. Like, we know you're going to make mistakes. But when we run that coverage the next day, that's not make that same mistake because that's showing improvement. So, And that's what you're looking for the entire defense, especially with young guys that haven't played a lot of snaps.
2: Okay, Jeff, what's, the value? what's the value of having guys who are playing in an odd frontboard?
3: what's the challenge of guys you know going back and forth yeah no secrets here Ruben. we um you see what you see is what you're going to get we um you know there's there's value to be able to play different coverages different fronts depending on who you're playing and our matchups so we you know you're going to see a lot out there that's by design that's to say hey over the course of training camp we want to work this for the first week and then the next week we want to work this because you know, we might not need this for the first couple of weeks, but then all of a sudden we're going to need it. And we wanted to have it repped and rinsed and see who's comfortable and, you know, what looks good, what doesn't. So, you know, I'm not a big percentage guy, but, you know, we're always going to do when we set up the game plan, guys, you know how we are. How do we need to win this game and what do we need to do? So, and, and you need, and you don't want to put something in new, something new week four, the first time they've ever run it so you guys out here are going to see holy cow it seems like they're doing a lot but we're really not we're playing football so we're getting we're trying to prep our guys for what they're going to need to execute to win games come the
2: fall you you see, you that? That? Does it take a certain type of guy who can play at front and, uh, you can and go back and go Oh,
3: yeah. Everybody that we have on our roster right now wearing a white jersey can do that. So that's, you know, Howie did a great job. And and I think, again, it comes down to the fabric of our defense. Those guys have high football character. They're unselfish. So they understand when we ask him to do certain things, there's a reason why and that ultimately is to win the game. Yeah, yeah. excited for Gnard, I mean, not not much, you know, he's my right hand man, so you know, he does a great job with those guys, that's, you know, a hard position to coach because there's five or six guys on the field, four or five or six guys on the field all the time and they're doing different things and, um, you know, he's, a, uh, you know, obviously we value him as an organization myself, you know, I go, I'm, I talk with him him every day I think sometimes he gets mad at me he's like hey I gotta do some work get out of here stop talking to me but um you know obviously grateful to have Denard.
2: What did you learn about T.J. Edwards now that you've had him for a year that maybe you didn't know about him when you got here?
3: Um you know I think we had a good feel for T.J. and then what you saw is his he, you know, he could take the coaching and he started getting more comfortable and he's making a lot of plays for us. And that's why you saw him kind of take over the defense, you know, kind of the first third part of the year or whatever. And, um, you know, we expect him to do that this year as well. But as far as, you know, I, I didn't um, – scout him coming out but when i got here you know you read everything and you you talk to different people that looked at him and things like that and i think that if there were a couple negatives on him, they are not negatives with what we're asking him to do so actually they're positive so um you know excited to have tj
2: Yeah,
3: that's, you know, good question. When you have uh, vets that have played a long time with high football character, those are the guys that you want the young guys to mimic. Now, we've all been around guys that are really good players that really, you could say, huh? You know, I I don't know if I would, like, watch what he does all the time. There's not one guy on our defense that's a vet that I wouldn't say, hey, young guy, watch this guy and do what he does because he's going to help you become a better player. So uh, very grateful for the vets that we have on this unit because they help the young guys. A lot because, you know, know, if you want to learn football, talk to the players. You know, so you know we can sit up there, and I can tell Kavon something, but you know it might not be making sense how I'm saying it. Well, go ask Anthony Harris, and I bet it makes sense because he'll put it in his own words. Of hey, this is what this is what the coaches are saying. Here's what you got to see. This is what you should feel. This is what you need to do. You got it? Yeah. So it's it's always a very valuable thing to have on your defense smart players that have played a lot because a lot of times they bridge the gap from coaches to the young players. They're that bridge. And you see what happens is, is some of those young guys start, all of a sudden their understanding goes up and they start making more plays. You
2: just as you said the reason you were confident in the safeties was because of production. What specifically have you seen from Marcus Epps, whether practice and games to give you
3: that type of confidence? I mean, he's a, the first thing I look for in a safety is reliability. He's very reliable he's smart, tough and he's got a very unique skill set that you need in my opinion to play safety in the NFL today. In 2022, the safety position looks different than when I got in the league at 2007. You know, you got to be able to cover, you got to be able to tackle, you got to have ball skills. You got to, you know, play zone, you got to process. That's a thinking position. So, you know, he 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 has all those tools.